The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome to the Pride of Detroit podcast, first bite edition, our Lions preview podcast. My name is Jeremy Rice, and I am the host of First Bite, the, uh, the editor-in-chief over at prideofdetroit.com. You can find me at Detroit Online. It's week 12, Thanksgiving week. Lions versus Bears seems to be the annual tradition these days for Thanksgiving. Big game for nobody, but it, it should be a fun one. There's some interesting storylines. We're going to get to it. Uh, my co-host this week for First Bite is your adequate host of the POD cast. It's Chris Perfett at Chris Perfett on Twitter. Chris. How Jeremy, thankful are you for this one? I am thankful because you, I, I, I'm hearing it again. People wanting to rip Thanksgiving away from the lions. I've got one message from them and it's the same as the NRA from way back in the day from my cold dead <laughs> hands. You will yes. not take this from me. You will not take this from me, especially if it's bears, if it's the bears on the other side. And this is just a cornucopia of misery. If, but if I'm really excited. Yeah, well, if, if we have to live for it for 17 games, the rest of the world can live with it for one week. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're, you're part of our <laughs> big family today. This is your, we're your cousin coming in. You're going to have to deal with the sweet potato casserole, but I want to get to our, co- to our uh, guest today. Our guest, yes. I'm so excited to have him back. Yes, he is back on the POD cast of First Bite to help us break it down from the Bears point of view. He is the host, the co-host of the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with LeVar Arrington and Brady Quinn. Uh, you can find him at the Jonas Knox on Twitter. It's Jonas Knox. How you doing, Jonas? Oh, I appreciate you guys having me. And, and stand your ground, man. All these people that bitch and moan about Thanksgiving and why do the Lions and Cowboys always get Thanksgiving? Uh, tough balls. You don't want you to go watch something else. There's a college basketball tournament in Dubai, I'm sure. There's some <laughs> crummy cornhole tournament that was played like two months ago that they're airing on ESPN 7. You can go watch that stuff. <laughs> Leave the football for the rest of us. I'm tired of people bitching about it, man. Who cares if it's the Lions? I don't care if it's the Sudan. Just put a football game on and I'm going to watch the the NFL gave you the third, uh, those people, the third game too. So stop complaining. Number one. I don't get it. Yeah. And, and like, no, I almost forgot. They're going to watch. Like you could just not watch. watch. If if you hate it so much, just don't watch, go somewhere else. It's the early game. And then they're going to watch and it's, it's silly, but, uh, but let's, let's, let's talk a little bit about the bears because they are an interesting team. I think maybe one of the few teams lions fans (laughs) can feel a little shot in Freud of um, just today uh, news broke from, from one source saying <laughs> that Matt Nagy has already been told he's been fired, but he's got to, he's got to coach through Thanksgiving. Anyways, Nagy of course refuted that said report. But I guess my question to you, Jonas is, do you believe that the, the bears would be the kind of organization to tell their head coach you're fired, but you have to stay. You have to well, come in on Thursday. The, yeah. The, the sourcing on it is, from everything that I've read and and talked to people about the sourcing on it is pretty credible. Mm -hmm. The problem that goes against it is that history is on the opposite side because the bears have never fired a coach in season. It's just not something they do um, for what they, you know, they also uh, never mind. They, They also don't do a lot of things, but the bears don't fire coaches in season. And so that would lead me to believe well, why would it happen now? We were sort of speculating this on Fox sports radio, speculating about it the past couple of days, If 
they were to get embarrassed, lose on Thanksgiving in prime time, which would put them at, I think, six or seven losses in a row, wherever they're at That's right now. Nice. Just the, the dysfunction, the way that it's looked, the optics, the feeling around it, it would not surprise me if they went ahead and made a move after this Thursday game. I don't know who the hell, if you're a loyal coach or not, is going to say, oh, so you mean regardless of what happens on the holiday that I'm missing – my family for I'm still going to be back here and going to get fired. And the results going to be the same. Yeah. Kiss my ass. <laughs> fire me now. Let me go home and enjoy the holidays and let's right. move on with this, man. Like I, I just, it, it's crazy. I, I wouldn't even do forget about football, any kind of job. If you, if my boss comes in and tells me, Hey, you're fired, but I still need you to work the holiday weekend. I'm going to be like, well, okay, that's cool. You're not going to get it. So like, why, yeah. why do we expect a coach who's been, who's got millions in the bank to suddenly come in and be like, yeah, I'll do that on Thanksgiving and just get embarrassed even more. It's just a weird thing. I actually, you know, part of me, like, I don't like anybody losing their job. I hate that. I hate the conversation. Yeah. Um, if you've lost your job, you know what that's like. And everyone says, Oh, but he's a multimillionaire and he's, you know, he's going to be fine. It's like, those guys don't get into coaching to be a multimillionaire. They get into it because they love the profession. They want to be a coach. And so to lose your dream job that you work so hard for, I don't care how much, how many zeros are on the paycheck. That's going to sting a little bit. And and the way that this is gone, you just wonder if he's ever going to get an opportunity again. Um, you know, and, and if he does, it's going to be a long, long time based on all this. So I, I don't, I don't root for anybody to get fired. But man, it would be so like the Chicago Bears to tell this guy to come in. He was going to get fired anyways. And then what happens if they win on Thursday? Then right. you fire him after. I, I mean, there are so many possibilities to make fun of this absolute diaper fire in Chicago. They're a joke. You've got you've got high school teams chanting "fire the head coach's God, that's name." Ugly. Yeah, I was at the Bulls you, game the other night. Yeah. Oh yeah, at, at Bulls game too. Uh, Nagy's kids are getting it. It's it's awful. It's it's been it's been a disaster for a while but i gotta be honest man Nagy's kind of thrown some assistance under the bus he's kind of used a lot of people in the organization as a scapegoat so now you just see what sort of happens when you burn bridges at one end it usually can it comes back back to haunt you at the other and it's, i think there's i think there's no greater example of that jonas than what's gone on these past years with with the quarterback and what's happening this year with the quarterback it started with yeah. andy dalton being named qb1 even though the organization drafted Justin Fields and they kept going saying QB one and regardless of how he played, like it was always felt like Andy Dalton was set up to fail. And then immediately, then they do go to Justin Fields. Well, now Justin Fields is hurt and they have to go to Andy Dalton again. So I'm curious what your thoughts on Andy Dalton going into this game. Cause it feels like on, on, on one hand, Lions fans are no strangers to backup quarterbacks doing terrible, awful things to a, to a team on the flip side, it's Andy Dalton and he's kind of been rusting for, for a while here on the sidelines while Justin Fields has been struggling with probably one of the worst offensive lines in the league right now. Yeah, I think, um, First of all, Andy Dalton's not a bad quarterback. The idea, like, I, th I think he gets kind of painted in, uh, into a light of, well, he was the Bengals quarterback and they, you know, he never won a playoff game. Let me tell you something, man. You get the Bengals to the playoffs, what was it, five years in a row? Right. In More, that than division, that. More than that. More than that. Yeah. In, in, in that division with, the, with right. those dogs in that, in, I mean, just that, 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 AFC North with Pittsburgh and Baltimore and, and, and this, those teams were getting after it, man. And Andy Dalton got them to the playoffs almost every year. I know he didn't win any playoff games, but I, I've always defended him in that regard, him and Marvin Lewis. Right. I, I, the, the problem with the, the Justin Fields stuff is that if you do make a, a switch at coach and, and Andy Dalton, I think is going to play fine on Thursday. I'm not worried about, it. I actually trust that he's going to play. He would play better than Justin Fields in that spot on a short week coming off a bad loss. The problem with the Justin Fields conversation is that if you do fire the head coach and you assume Ryan Pace, the GM is gone because he deserves, if not more blame, at least equal blame to what Matt Aggie's getting. Then all of a sudden it's a brand new regime who didn't draft Justin Fields, yeah. didn't make the decision to start him. And now you start that all over again. So it, it just, it, it's why I wondered why even have Justin Fields 
go through all this just to have to learn a new system, learn a new process, learn. I think the decision to start Justin Fields when they did, because Andy Dalton, I think was healthy and ready to go. I think the decision to start Justin Fields was from up top. I think they told Matt Nagy, Justin Fields is going to be the starting quarterback. We at least want to see what we got in the kid. And I think Matt Nagy's plan was to have Andy Dalton be the quarterback because he felt like with a veteran quarterback, I'm not going to get as many disastrous games or plays and it more likely to save my job with that veteran quarterback than I am a rookie quarterback. Who's going to go through those rookie growing pains. And here we are Thanksgiving against the lions and we are going to get, uh, uh, is it going to be uh, who, who's the, uh, the, the court, Tim Boyle. Is it I think be Boyle? we're trending. I think we're trending back towards golf actually. Yeah. I think it does sound like healthy. Yeah. Perfect. Is- well, I lo- let me say this in advance. I was actually going to open up the, the podcast by saying this, but uh, let me just say this in advance. Uh, congratulations to the Detroit Lions, their first win of the season Don't on do that, Thursday. Man. Don't do that, to, man. I just want to say, you know what, Dan oh, Campbell, no. I am a, I am a Dan Don't Campbell do that. guy. All those people that gave Dan Campbell a hard time and busted his balls because he wore a, a race car helmet to a press conference and he talked about fighting kneecaps. I wasn't a big fan of him, uh, you know, uh, firing the long snapper when he did. But never mind all that. Let's just focus in on the fact that Dan Campbell is going to get in the win column this week. This don't, week, don't it's going to be on Thursday on Thanksgiving, noon Eastern time on Fox. The Detroit Lions are on the board, everybody. That's right. Round of applause. This, is, this guy. This guy is the prime yeah. suck up of Fox Sports Radio, and I love hey, him for that. By the way, congrats! Yeah. Congratulations for being our our third straight guest, our third straight opponent who thinks the Lions are going to pick up their first win. Hey man, you ever walk through? You ever, you ever walk through a, a Vegas casino? You, you see the roulette board every single time. When I see there's ten red, I go, you know what? It's got to hit black. It doesn't make any sense. There's no right. numbers that. But I go on black. So let me tell you something. The black is the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions are getting in the win column. I'm telling you, they're gonna they're gonna right the wrongs for what happened a couple of years ago oh when uh, what was his name? Uh, who was the, the the backup for the David Bears? Uh, oh, oh no. Uh, no, no, no! It was uh, Mitch Trubisky got hurt, and then uh, and then their backup came in. And was it I'm, Nick I'm Foles that year? No, no, no. I'm drawing a blank on his name. Anyways, point being, he came in, uh, 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 lit it up. And, and the Bears ended up winning a game. He's a guy who's made a ton of money in his career, but he came in on a short week, and the Bears lit it up and won the Chase game. Daniel. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh, Chase God, Daniel. Chase Daniel. Wow. When, when, when they ab- absolutely should not have won the game, they were playing with backup running backs. They were, And you know what? Now you get your revenge. Now Andy Dalton Great. comes in, and now you're going to get Jared Goff, is- my guy Jared Goff, who's going to win on Thanksgiving. Good for him. This day, is, this, this day has been cursed for both these teams for a while, Jeremy, because this was the game that killed Matt Patricia, too. Yeah, yeah, and that that's the thing. Like, it's impossible for me not to draw similarities Parallels. between, between yeah. the 2020 Detroit Lions and the 2021 Chicago Bears because everything ended on Thanksgiving. The, the, the Bears have this, this offensive guru, this offensive genius who can't oh, seem God. to get his side of the ball working. Oh, Matt God. Patricia, defensive guru, could never get the defense turned around. And it all ends on, on you know, maybe a bad loss on, on Thanksgiving. We'll, we'll see. But I, I want to go back to quarterbacks a little bit more because um, you, I, I guess I, I hadn't put that together. Like, if they do change regimes, it'll be just like, and Mitch, the, you know, Matt Nagy inherited Mitchell Trubisky. And now the next yeah. regime would be inheriting Justin Fields. And it's just like, what, what are you doing here? Like, why are you changing regimes the year after you draft a guy so that th- these news guys have to inherit a, a brand new quarterback and brand new uh, future that they didn't even choose? I mean, I think they, look, it was a, it was a, a swing for the fences. Um, and I think the, the thought for them was, well, you know, maybe we hit on a guy like a Justin Herbert, and maybe uh, we, we show that, uh, that we're the regime to take him into the next, you know, the next stage of his career. The problem is uh, Justin Herbert's coach also got fired yeah, after he's that. Taken a st- and he's taken a step back. And, and, and it's like, you just, you, you watch, watch the way the whole thing has played out. The timelines are screwed up. There's a lot of people who felt like, man, 
you know, why were they brought back this year? I was okay with them being brought back this year because this is going to end up being Matt Nagy's first losing season with the Bears. Right. I mean, they were 12 and four, eight and eight, and eight and eight. They went to the playoffs twice. Last year, you know, they were on the Nickelodeon game. Take that for what it's worth. That ought, that ought to tell you everything you need people, to know. People on Twitter like the Nickelodeon game. A lot of MVP. Yeah, a lot of our right, development nerd uh, okay. people who that, never grew yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, here's what I don't want. I don't want to see Jimmy Graham get slimed while I'm watching a game, okay? I don't care about the kids. I don't watch football for the kids. Let me tell you something. Grow up fast. When we were kids, we turned on Thanksgiving, and we saw Jim Harbaugh throw touchdown passes to Terry Obi in the Pontiac Silverdome. I didn't need some, I didn't need some gunk or, or what would you do or double dare flags or any of that garbage to get me to watch a game. So kids need to grow up. Put down the video games, all right? Uh, get get in front of Let's a television you. like the old good old days and, and watch some damn football without all the extra add-ons on, on the yeah. side. Here, here's the thing. I, I just – I look at them and I go, you could see things that were happening with this team even when they were 12 and 4 because somebody will tell you what they are in moments of stress. And every time there was a moment of stress – Matt Nagy told you what he was every time he found somebody else to blame because after they lost the playoff game, who got the blame? Cody Parkey. Yep, oh, Cody Parkey missed the 43 yard field goal. So much. So this is what a clown show the bears were <laughs> so much. So that bars around the Chicago area, goose Island brewery, phenomenal beer, by the way, goose yep. Island brewery, set up a kicking competition in the snow the following week. And any fan who could kick a 43 yard field goal in the snow would end up getting a year's supply of beer. <laughs> and everybody laughed it, it, look, it's a beer company. Of course they're going to do it. Nobody did it. Everybody fell on their ass and broke their tailbone. It was like a bill's mafia times 30. Like no, nobody, nobody made a successful kick, but the idea was, Hey, we're a brewery. Let's do a promotion. Matt Nagy, a couple months later, Brought in nine kickers <laughs> to rookie mini. I remember this. Oh my and, god! And after practice every day, was having them all kick forty-three yard field goals to determine who was going to be invited. It's like, dude, get over it. First of all, the kick was blocked, and secondly, in that game, when you had an opportunity to go up by seven, okay, extend the lead by seven. The Bears are up by five. They go. They, they've got an opportunity to go up by seven. And what do they do when they go for two? They've got Khalil Mack in motion. And I remember watching go like, what is this? Like, like game on the line and Khalil Mack is, it, is, is it somehow involved in the, like, what are we, are we, are we trying to be cool? Or are you trying to like win games or extend leads here to try and make it more difficult on Philly to win that game? And then when the bears had an opportunity on offense, keep in mind, offensive guru, offensive guru, when the bears had an opportunity on offense, they went three and out for minus a yard. They had a chance to ice the game there. Defense gave up a long drive. That's on them 100% on Vic Fangio on the defense. But this idea that all of a sudden we're seeing some chinks in the armor. No, no, no. They've been there. And he blamed Cody Parkey after the season. Then the following year, they went eight and eight. He fired three assistant coaches. And from what I heard, a lot of them were really pissed off. And they were the ones saying at the time, Watch out for this guy. He's going to throw people under the bus. The second things get hard. And every single year that things didn't go right, that's what he did. Mitch Trubisky got buried alive after last season. Mitch Trubisky is the reason they were in the playoffs. But they went to Nick Foles. Nick Foles stunk. Trubisky was the better quarterback the whole way through. We talked about it a year ago. I said at the time, remember I said at the time, I was like, look, yeah. I know from a very good source that was at training camp, a Bears player at training camp told this very good source, hey, man, Mitch is out playing Nick the entire time. We don't know what they're waiting for. It's almost like they're trying to find a reason to get, to get Nick Foles in the game. It's exactly what they did. They waited for Mitch to have a bad game when they were undefeated, put Nick Foles in, and it was a disaster. Every single year, there's somebody to blame. Yeah. somebody else to blame. This isn't a new thing. And it's like everybody in the media is like, God, what happened to the bears? Open your eyes, man. <laughs> this has been and going on for this is, this is why, this is why I think culture is so important. Cause again, a lot of this, Jeremy, you'll talk to this, like how much that is just analogs to, to Matt Patricia. There's always someone to blame, someone right. to throw under the bus. And I think that's, what's been refreshing on Dan Campbell, even though I think 
some knives locally are coming out for him. It's that, you know, he's, he's taking a lot of the blame on himself. Sure. For a lot of it, so. And and one interesting thing that happened this off season was there was kind of an exodus in bears coaching staff, like a, a bunch yeah. of guys just left. Well, and actually I think, you remember I think it probably too, speaks to that. The bears won to land Aaron Glenn as the defensive coordinator. Yep. There was that and rumor I, out there and he went to Detroit instead. And, and I it's, think they were in on uh, Deuce Staley as well. They were trying to get Deuce yeah. Staley and he's, all the all these coaches are picking the Lions, the Lions over the Bears right now because they saw the sinking ship. Because I, I also think that what the Lions did, and I thought this was smart, is that look, everybody like especially in national media, making fun of the Lions is easy. Like sure. it, I'm I'm sorry, I'm not trying to offend no, people. It's just we it's, know it's the easy. Well, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of condescending. It's been a lot of they're trying so hard it, and and like I it, like Dan Campbell, but you know it's yeah. It, it's it's the low hanging fruit. It's it's like the Browns when they were bad, and and I just like to, to me it feels like bullying. So I'm just I'm like, what are we doing here? Like you're gonna pick on the Lions? Like oh, get them off Thanksgiving. Like I I, I can already tell you, I know exactly what Rob Parker is gonna tweet on Thanksgiving. Oh no, I'll tell you our, this, our right old now. friend Rob Parker. <laughs> I'll tell you, and I love Rob sure. Parker. Rob Parker's my guy, but he has got himself a revolver with the same six bullets that he spins. It's so like, it's just, quiet and, that you and, hear and he, a mouse urinate. Uh, and, and I'm telling you, and, and, I, and I love Rob Parker. We have fun with it. I've worked with him on Thanksgiving many years in a row, and I've always debated this with him. Like, dude, like, let him have their day. But the one thing that, that Detroit did that I, that I actually liked is they said, you know what? Whatever we're trying to do isn't working. So why don't we go back to the past? Why don't we bring some players and some names who remember what it was like when we were actually a good football team? Because I grew up uh, watching NFC Central football, Bears, Packers, Vikings, Buccaneers, Lions. Back in the day, the Lions weren't always this awful franchise. They had good players. You can go Barry Sanders. You can go Herman Moore. You can go Chris Spielman, Dominic Rayola, Matt Stafford, Calvin Johnson. Kenny Galladay was a good player. Like they've had good players. There didn't Corey Schlesinger play there for a little yes. while? Not oh yeah, no, Corey, Corey like, played. Yeah, I got to get a life. Why do I know that? But yeah. the point is. Like it, it's, it hasn't always been this complete and total joke. Like, like they've been in some years. Yes. They went 0 and 16. Um, you know, yes. They've had some, some bad moments, you know, maybe potentially somebody whiffing on a block. So Scott Mitchell would get injured. All of that stuff. Not a good look for anybody involved, but I look at the lines and I go, at least they said, all right, let's go back to the past. Let's find some people who know what it was like when we had some success here and let's change the culture from the top all the way down. And that's what they're trying to do. And I give them credit for that. The problem with the Bears is you've got the same people up top making the same hirings and firings. What, what do you think is going to happen? It's like giving a bad driver a different car every three months. All of a sudden, they're going to learn how to drive. Like, what do you, what do you mean? It's going to be fender bender, T-bone, a telephone pole, you name it. Like, there's going to be... And, and Ted Phillips and the people up top continue to make the decisions. They got rid of Lovey Smith after he went 10 and six. All right. They brought in Mark Tressman and Phil Emery. That was an unbelievable mess. Like you hear some of the stories uh, I, I, like this is how bad it was. All right. And I don't know if the lions have ever been this bad. This is how bad it was. This is a true story. When Mark Tressman was head coach and Phil Emery was a GM, there was a guy, anybody who's watched, uh, enough Thanksgiving games. You'll remember this name. He was a former cowboy, Jeremiah Ratliff, Jay Ratliff. He was a defensive tackle. Good player. Actually good player. He was on the bears. There's a story that in practice later in the season, he shoved an assistant coach to the ground, literally lost his mind, shoved an assistant coach to the ground. Mark Tressman made him team captain that week. <laughs> I'm not, oh, even, I'm, not even I'm, not, I'm not even making that up. I'm not even making that up. The whole thing, like, it was comical to see uh, just from top to bottom. It was, it was a mess. And it looked a lot similar to what we're seeing now. Mark Trussman, I think, had a daughter who was getting it in school from some kids, which is not – like, you never, you never condone that. It's not okay. No. Now, now we're seeing Matt Nagy's kid kind of getting it. Like, the town – it's not just Bears fans – the town has turned on him. They love the Bears. That's the number one team in the city, despite what anybody wants to say. The Cubs can win another World Series and everybody can celebrate and cry like, oh, my God, I wish my, my grandpa was here to see it. Well, he's not because they were bad and they choked. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> but the whole, the whole like they could try and sell you on every single team, Jordan's Bulls. All, the Bears are the number one team in that city, without a doubt. And when they're bad, 
the fans are going to let them know they're not going to kiss ass. And, and, and this is where we're at. They're a bad football team and there's going to be changes made. And I think those changes might happen after your Detroit lions. Get their first <laughs> win of the season. I, 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 the I'm, Detroit I'm, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I know we got to go to break, but I'm glad we brought Jonas on just because it feels like this is therapy for him as much <laughs> as this is us doing a preview. <laughs> All right. Let, 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 you just need someone to talk I'll, to I'll, on it. I'll, look, I'll, I'll just say this. You guys know this, like we can, we can cover the national stuff as much as we want. It is fun to just cut loose on the local stuff sometimes. Right? It yeah. is fun. No, it, is. It, it is just, it's a different just beast. let it fly. It's a different beast sometimes. We do these post-game shows and like, Jeremy, you saw it last week that that crowd was ready. Even though I think we still believe in Campbell, there's plenty, plenty of crowd not giving him the pass on the play calling. Well, yeah, and he probably shouldn't have been. But let's yeah. go to our first break. When we come back, uh, I want to get Jonas's thoughts on uh, on Justin Fields as a, a, a player that some people think the Lions should have taken, and then we'll get a little bit into oh, the God. matchup and and explain, and we'll have him explain why he's so sure that the Lions walk away with their first win on Thanksgiving. And also, and also, before this podcast over, I have to take Jonas to task on something he said on air the other night when I was working a radio show with him about a a grave misunderstanding of Thanksgiving. We need to talk about it. All right. All that and more when we come back on First Bite. We'll be right back. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. And we are back here on First Bite, previewing Lions, Bears, Thanksgiving, Thursday, afternoon, huge game, huge draft implications, I guess. Maybe not really. I think the lions are kind of locked in at this point, Jeremy Maybe. on, on like looking at tankathon. Cause like what? Well, every, every other team has at least two wins. The lions yeah, have a Houston, half a Jacksonville and the jets yeah. all have two wins at this point. And I'm pretty uh, sure Houston plays one of those teams coming up. All three of those teams play each other still. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, there, there are going to be some wins to be had, but maybe this is the game that sparks the lions on a, on a run. And we've got oh, Jonas no. Knox here from the, the two pros and, and a cup of Joe or uh, radio, radio show on, show on sports yeah. Yeah. Uh, radio with us to, to help break it down. And, and I mentioned it at, at the bottom of the last segment, I want to get into it. Um, Justin Fields, a, a guy that some Lions fans are still complaining that the Lions didn't draft because we've had to deal with Jared Goff. Um, had that breakout oh game God, on Monday non, night. Nonstop, right, uh, Jeremy, nonstop. All the people saying well, the Lions should have taken listen, the Carolina offer and they should have taken the Carolina it, trade, had seven and eight, and you yes. get Sewell and Fields. Like, yes, and I, I wish I could have gone back to 2012 and invested in Bitcoin, all right? Like, but you can't. But but listen, like he has the one big game on a national stage Monday night. Really, it was just a big second half. The, the first half mm-hmm. wasn't much. He comes back last week, doesn't really show much in the first half. Andy Dalton comes in, leads a couple touchdown drives. Where are you feeling on, on Justin Fields right now? Do you believe this guy is is the phenom that, that a lot of Bears fans think he is and a lot of national analysts think he is? Uh, I, I like a lot of things about him. Um, I like, uh, obviously the physical attributes are there. He's yeah. got, he's got the arm, he's got the mobility, the athleticism. Uh, he's, he started to, as the season went on, 
you know, be able to, to, to pick up defenses a little better. Um, Cause look, I mean, he, he played, he really only had a year. I mean, if, if, we're, if we're being honest about, you know, he didn't have much time at Ohio state. It wasn't like he was a four year starter and he came in, he was totally polished. So it was going to take a little while for him to figure it out and find his footing. But I, I think he, he was starting to do that. And he also had to deal with a bunch of injuries. The offensive line uh, has, has been a mess. Um, you know, his, his best running back went out. They got some production. You had, you know, a, a change in the play calling on offense. Right. You had uh, receivers in and out because Allen Robinson has been injured, a little banged up. And so I think he's had a lot to, to deal with uh, so far early in his career. I like his, his mental makeup. I like his personality. He's not a me first guy. He's a grinder. Everything I've heard about him, he's a really solid dude and the and teammates love him and, uh, and they want to play for him and he's willing to put in the work to, to, to get better at his craft. So I, I like all of that about him. The problem is like, if, if we're talking about, well, the lion should have done this the lion should have done that. Okay. Let, let's play this game. All right. Cause I, I played this game on the air. Say there was no quarterback trade, right? Say there was no quarterback trade. Say Matt Stafford, is the quarterback of this Lions team, and Jared Goff is in L.A. Let me tell you how the Rams would look right now. Exactly the same. Want to know how I know that? Want to know how I know that? Because they were exactly the same a year ago. And if you put Matt Stafford on this Lions team, how many more wins would you have? Like, like how many more I, wins if I, you look at this? One or two? Probably, probably more I, than a few. Like, I, I, I totally disagree. Totally disagree. I, I think, I mean, Jeremy can speak to this. The problem with the Lions right now is, especially in the game plan lately, they just can't throw downfield, and Jared Goff can't get that ball downfield. Yes, the, the receivers suck, but it's it's largely a product of that Jared Goff. For, I, I think by intention, Jeremy is limiting his passes downfield because he doesn't want to create those turnover-worthy plays, which are fine, and I don't want those turnover-worthy plays. I mean, but, Jared yeah. Goff is playing in Detroit the exact same way he played in L.A. the last two years, which is scared to throw the ball downfield, and it limits everything that they can do on offense. And that's why that's why Sean McVay exited, like, threw him out the window because Matthew Stafford gives him more options in, in L.A. I think maybe he's a little more mistake-prone, which is why they they slid in the past couple of weeks. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I we, we can we can play the games of who who would have what record. I I think the Lions would probably have two or three more wins, but they wouldn't be a playoff contender by any means. No, absolutely the point, not. No. And, and and the point being is you got to surround your quarterback. Like it, this right. this the whole idea. Like Deshaun Watson, regardless of what whatever he's got going on and whatever his personal life is like, Deshaun Watson's considered one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL, and they were four and twelve. Like, I, like you, you got, you got to surround these guys with pieces. Like you, you got to give them pieces to work with. If they don't have anything to work, like Matt Jones isn't lighting the league up. It's not like Matt Jones is coming in and he's putting on a Justin Herbert type performance, but here's what I know. Mac Jones is a rookie quarterback. It's probably going to the playoffs. Justin he's Herbert. Probably win, he's probably winning rookie of the year just because of that. Yeah. Perception. yeah. And, and Justin Herbert didn't because Mac Jones has more around him. They've done a better job to support Mac Jones. This, this ought to tell you how bad it is for the bears. This is how bad it is. I've seen people online and on social media say, God, why can't the bears support their quarterback? Like the Eagles are doing with Jalen hurts and surrounding him with a running game and a rushing attack and all that. Philadelphia's five and six. <laughs> like, right. like that's how bad it is. The, the bear bear fans are now looking at a five and six football team and going, God, if we could just have all that, like that, that's how bad. <laughs> and that was, the that was always the scouting report on fields coming out of co college to Jeremy uh, Jonas. Like, um, like it's like, yeah, he, he, he looks poised in the pocket, but he has a blind spot. And when the pressure is coming for him, and the Bears' offensive line—I—I I, I mean, I haven't looked where they are, where they rank they've right now, up, but they've given up the most sacks in the league. Most sacks in the yeah. league. So if they're not dead and, last in offensive line, they've got to be thirty-first. Like, well, it's really bad. a lot. To be fair, some of that is on Justin Fields, sure. just from the standpoint they had that game against Cleveland. Um, Ten, right? Ju yeah, Justin Fields got absolutely destroyed. It was his first ever NFL start, and it was—I I mean, there was no adjustment. There was no, yeah. hey, you know, maybe we should slide somebody else in to help with protection. They didn't. They just left him out there and he got buried alive. And and that's really when I think the fan base started to turn on Nagy because they thought, 
wait, so you're seeing all of this happen and there's no thought to at any point during the game, like, Hey, maybe we should take some of the pressure off your quarterback. You just left him out there to get uh, just mutilated the entire game in Cleveland. I mean, Miles Garrett had what, four or five sacks. Yeah. That was like the one net yard, Justin Fields game. Like you you erased Uh, all of his passing yards. I've been watching bears football for 30 something years. That's the worst the offense has ever looked. And that's saying something considering some of what that offense has rolled out in previous years. It's just, it's awful. Just awful. Yeah. Terrible. Well, let, let's push into some, some matchup things for, for Thursday's game. And I, I'm, I'm interested to see your, hear your perspective, Jonas, since you, you are convinced the Lions are going to walk away with the win. What do you <laughs> think, what do you think the Lions can succeed at against this bears team? Because the Lions haven't succeeded a lot. Like, I guess maybe running the football. Is that something that, that the Bears have struggled with lately? Uh, a little defending? bit. You, you, uh, first of all, DeAndre Swift's a stud. Yeah. Um, and, and I think uh, that's, you know, just watching him and seeing his development, it, it, you almost feel bad for Stafford in this regard. It's like Stafford's been waiting for a, you know, a top right. running back in the right. backfield. And then they finally that get offensive one line, in LA. Like, And even with Frank Ragnow out for the year, like that combination of Decker and Sewell, like people were worried about Sewell playing on the right side. It seems to be killing set it. up. It's, it still seems he, to be set up on the tackles. Yeah. And, and I also think that there's an emotional effect that is going to, benefit the lions here more so that it's going to benefit the bears. And the emotional effect is this, we can say whatever we want about Detroit. You do get the perception. They do play hard. Like, like they're, they're trying to win these games. It's not like they're out there just sort of mailing it in like, ah, whatever we don't, you know, who cares? I can find times during the bears this season where you're just wondering how much these guys are really into it anymore or whether or not these guys are like, look, if there's going to be a coaching change, if these guys are all gone, why do I want to play hard for this guy? Who's not going to be here next year. Why am I going to bust my ass to play for this guy on a holiday on a short week when we're already banged up, if we know he's not going to be here next year. So I I just, I look at it and I go emotionally matchup wise, the bears have a better roster. There's no question about it because the lines are in a rebuild. Just call what it is. They like Jared Goff, they basically were paid to take Jared Goff. Like, hey, can you p- please take him? And it, it is what it is. It's fine. It, it's it's part of the rebuild. But the Bears have a better roster. But right now, with all the stories coming out, you expect that team on a short week to get ready to go, be emotionally invested, and totally all there to go to go fight and play for their head coach, who has shown the 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 ability and the propensity to throw people under the bus during the past three years i i just think this is this is a spot matchup and i think detroit's gonna win i really do i I like the lions here and let me tell you something if the lions don't win i never said this and and all (laughs) and all and all the year yeah that's how it works it's how it works in radio man it's how it works in radio no but nobody's recording this people can call me out on twitter all they want i'll just say prove it Prove it. Like, what do you, where, where's the proof? You know, that's all we need. Can I ask you what, what big of a, how big of an impact with Khalil Mack being out? He, uh, I think uh, Friday was said he's going to have season ending foot surgery. He represents yeah. six sacks in seven games, obviously big spark plug for the, for the linebacker core. Like how big of a loss is that for that bears defense? It's, it, it's a big loss because he was actually, this was the first time in a, in a while that the bears were getting after the quarterback. Like they, at one point they were leading the league in sacks. Um, Robert Quinn had a really good game last week. Um, he's another guy that they gave a ton of money to who didn't, didn't really perform all that well in his first year, but Khalil Mack, it was, the, it, he was, he's been banged up quietly and been dealing with a lot of injuries the past couple of years that hasn't really been reported much on. And he's been questionable for a lot of games that he's ended up playing in. So I don't think he's been hundred percent for a while, but he was really playing at a high level this year. I mean, he was, he was starting to look like that dominant player again, um, getting a bunch of sacks, a bunch of pressure, uh, those bookends, Akeem Hicks, who's a, who's a stud has been their most consistent defensive player. Roquan Smith is fantastic. I mean, he's, he's a guy coaching change or no coaching change they'll be trying to lock him up long term because he's he's the next great bears linebacker which somebody should actually do a study on that how can one team continue to figure out linebacker and not quarterback i i i I envy the ability to find court to to find linebackers in chicago i envy it's it's weird man they just have this knack it doesn't matter who it is they will find a linebacker it's just the whole quarterback thing they can't get under it can't get situated but 
I, you know, they, they've got talent there. Eddie Jackson's been banged up. They gave him a lot of money. He has not played nearly close to what he was, um, you know, when they gave him that contract and he was, you know, the modern day Mike Brown picking up turnovers and interception returns and all that. It's just, they just sort of feel like a mess. And, and, and this past loss to Baltimore when your defense had a chance against the backup quarterback, six sacks, nine tackles for loss, three passes defended, and you're still. I mean, it, it was just, uh, you, you just watch it going, you got to be kidding me, man. Like, I, it's just, yeah. But they say it's a Chicago Bears. So, again, congrats on the first one of the season, guys. <laughs> it does it does feel like that Bears defense has lost some of its luster. And part of it maybe was the coaching overturn. You know, you, you lose your defensive coordinator. Part of it, as you mentioned, is the injuries. Akeem Hicks, as you mentioned, one of the, the heart of that Bears defense hasn't practiced yet this week. Looks like he might miss a second straight game. Eddie Jackson, like you said, one of their best defensive backs, not playing well, also dealing with injuries. It feels like Roquan Smith is kind of the only piece that's playing consistently well right now. And he's everywhere. He really is everywhere. And, and you know, at some point, they're going to have to make some decisions because there's a lot of money tied up on that defensive line, a right. lot of money. And you got to start moving stuff around. They've got to get better on offense. The offensive line needs a significant upgrade. Um, they tried to do they, they drafted a guy Jenkins out of Oklahoma state. And then before the season started, he underwent back surgery and he hasn't played. So yeah. it's like they, they've, they've tried in different areas and it just, it, it hasn't helped. I mean, they brought in Jason Peters. They've got, they've got guys under contract like Cody Whitehair it just, it, they, they have not been able to find that consistency. And you just wonder if, if they get to a spot in the draft, wherever they're picking, if the first thing they're going to look at is offensive line, because then look, had he dropped, there was an opportunity. They would have had Quentin Nelson a couple of years ago. Now they ended up with Roquan Smith. So it, both Part those guys have been, yeah. yeah, have been really, really successful, but you just wonder, you know, in this day and age, if you don't have the offensive line, uh, like at some point, like all of this just gets exposed. And I think that's where they, they've been at this point. And, you know, some of that's not their fault. I mean, there was also, that was another assistant coach, Harry, Harry, he stand who's one of the most respected offensive line coaches in the NFL and in college, the bear Matt Nagy decided to move on from him. Nobody could figure it out. Like, like, wait, what? Like, like nobody could figure it out. Like that was another move. So you just go back to some of that and you just wonder how much different would this unit have looked had they, had they not made a switch and third defensive coordinator, I think in three or four years, there's just a lot of turnover. And, and, and I see all the drama this week and that's why I think it's going to play into what happens on Thursday. All right. Last segment before we let you go, Jonas, uh, we like to do something we call the one thing we think we know, which is a prediction for the game. Doesn't necessarily have to be a winner prediction. The score prediction could be like, I don't know, Akeem Hicks come plays and and gets 10 sacks or, you know, something crazy like that. Um, So Chris, I'm going to go to you first. You have some big shoes to fill because Ryan, Ryan usually brings it with this prediction. What is the one thing you think you know about Lions versus Bears on Thanksgiving? I think we're going to see a, uh, a little bit of a bounce back from Jared Goff. I, I do like he, he got to rest after, after, you know, he didn't play for the Cleveland game. He gets to step in, you know, the, the, the oblique injury. I don't know how much that's still bothering him, but I feel like there's, I mean, at least on the mental side, he's not going to want to just keep getting, I think he was limited by the injury two weeks ago. Sure. I think that's what it was, and they rightly schemed around it. I think it wasn't the the coaching staff afraid to involve him in the passing game. It's that he just physically could not make the throws. And I think if you get him back and if the oblique's not bothering him too much, guess what? The passing attack is at least to the midfield, not not deep, obviously. He still can't throw deep. But I, I think the Lions will have that element back, and they were really missing that against the Browns. And I think that's kind of the difference that we're going to see on the offense. Maybe that takes some pressure off Campbell and look, Dambles going to Campbell's going to have his third game where he's probably going to be play calling. And maybe he just, yes. he starts to, I, I think he's been tr- a little conservative just because he's still learning the ropes in that regard. And it kind of opens up the playbook a little bit more. Okay. I like it. Jonas, your turn. What is the one thing you well, think you know about lions bears? Well, here's what I know. If Jared Goff plays in this game, I think the Lions are going to win this game. If Tim Boyle is starting at quarterback for the Detroit Lions, 
I think the Lions are going to win this game. Wow. It's a wrap. Right, it, is, it is a wrap. I'm telling you right now, you are going to be happy on Thanksgiving, Detroit. You are going to be fired up about it. That guy who wears like the shoulder pads and paints his uh, face like a, like a tiger or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. Uh, you're going you're going to be fired up about it. I'm telling you, man, it's going to be a happy start to the holiday season because the Detroit Lions are getting on the board. Dan Campbell getting win number one. And I hope he gets a Gatorade bath. I hope he gets a Gatorade <laughs> bath as he's walking out to shake Matt Nagy's hand. He'll, he'll do more uh, than batting. a Gatorade bath. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I hope so. He deserves it, man. He's been uh, keeping it together. He gets emotional after games. But congratulations, Detroit. You have a team that's going to win this week. <laughs> right, I've got well, one question for Jonas after this, but let's get yours, okay. uh, Jeremy. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm kind of going to keep it on the same side that you're all keeping on. And it's going to be around Jared Goff and Josh Reynolds. They're going to connect for a 60 yard touchdown in this game. 60 plus yard. Wow. Josh Reynolds who couldn't get it on to like, just could three targets for him and he just couldn't get Tim Boyle's ball, but Hey, maybe Goff throws better to him. I I, I agree with you. I don't like the They've got the connection and I really I'm, I'm trying to take Dan Campbell at his word when he said two weeks ago that he wants to unleash the deep ball a little more. He wants to give these wide receivers a chance to make a play. Didn't happen last week because they had a backup quarterback. Didn't happen the week before because of weather. I don't like those excuses for not trying, but I think now that you're at home, you're indoors, you got your starting quarterback back, you're going to throw some deep balls. And I think Josh Reynolds is going to reconnect with some of that chemistry with Jared Goff, a 60 plus yard pass, which means by the way, if you listen to our last POD cast, I made a pledge for this game. Seeing as the Lions had back-to-back games with 77 total net yards each, I will donate $1 to our rain charity stream for every single passing yard that the Lions get on Thanksgiving. I like it. I like it a lot. It's you. You should, you should donate. You should donate. I I wish we could, because we have that, that reward for people that you can donate $50 and mute one of us. I wish someone could donate $50 and mute big Sean during halftime. I I, I saw him there in 2015. It was not a good halftime show. I don't know why he's coming back, but because he's from Detroit, he's the only artist that isn't kid rock. That's that's from Detroit and still relevant. I guess I, are you really throwing that shade on Eminem? Like, yeah, absolutely. Wow. I take Eminem over Big Sean any day. Um, okay, before I let Jonas get out of here, though, I do need to ask him. I, we, we need to unveil this to the world, Jonas, and I'm sorry to do this to you. You're my friend. I've been you know, helping produce your radio show on Friday nights uh, for, what is it, two and a half years now? Good God. Um, it's a while. It's been a while. Um, a revelation came out that you were unaware of what a turducken was. Um, on a show, not only that you were unaware of what a turducken was, but you apparently had thought that, and let me make sure I'm getting your words, right. You had said that you had thought a turducken, you, you were unaware that a turducken was not a chicken stuffed inside of a duck stuffed inside of a Turk. You thought a turducken, cause it was up there with John Madden for those Thanksgiving games. You saw the six legs and you thought it was a genetically modified Turkey that had six legs. Yeah, listen, you remember Antonio Alfonseca, that former pitcher? He had like the, uh, the, you know, the six fingers. I just thought, okay, it was one of those uh, weird situations where, you know, uh, X and Y chromosome met, uh, headbutted each other. And next thing you know, a six-legged turkey came out. And uh, and, and that was, look, I had no idea. And then we were talking about on the air, and I think people thought it was a bit. They said, no, it's a turkey, duck, and a chicken. Why do you think it's called a turducken? And it was like, but oh you, had, my you had never seen a picture of a live six-legged turducken. It was, like, it, so. it was like the end of it was like the end of Usual Suspects. Like I dropped the coffee cup on the <laughs> on the floor, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" It was here the whole time. Like I had no, I had no idea. I really had no clue. And 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 then when it was being described, it just sounds disgusting. Oh, I mean, it's absolutely, absolutely terrifying. That was yeah, like the like thing, just, though. We we had like phases of turkeys because there was turducken for a while, and John Madden was a big part of that. And then everyone was deep frying their turkey and setting fire to their houses. And now what, what's the big thing, Jeremy? Is it just telling people to brine their turkey? I don't know. Something basic Shit. like that. I cover yeah, football on Thanksgiving. Do I, don't, I don't touch the turkey. Yeah, listen, you got to uh, you got to fry your turkey. Fried fried turkey is pretty good. It's dangerous though because uh, you I've had it before. It's very delicious. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Next thing you know, uh, you, you know the whole barn catches on fire and it's you got a problem. You got to be very careful about frying the turkey, but it is good. Uh, and let's see, I had no idea what a turducken was, but uh, 
you know, you got your stuffing, you got, uh, you know, your, your baked mac and cheese, you got uh, all the good stuff. And most importantly, you got football. All right. So enjoy the football and everybody stop bitching. All right. (laughs) You're getting Lions Cowboys for the rest of the time. It's the way it goes. That's Jonas Sox, everybody. Uh, Jonas, why don't you tell the people where they can find you, where they can listen to you, all that sort of fun stuff before we let you go. (laughs) So I'm on uh, with Brady Quinn, LeVar Arrington, two pros and a cup of Joe on Fox sports radio at 6 uh, a.m. Eastern time, three o'clock Pacific. So lots of grab ass. Uh, you know, we, we don't try and take ourselves too seriously. So if you want to start your morning and not be yelled at, uh, that's the way to go. Uh, we, 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 you know, prescribe to uh, or subscribe to that theory that uh, you're starting your morning. You're probably driving to work. Last thing you want to do is hear a bunch of people yell about uh, who the best backup running back on one team is. So we have some fun with that. Uh, and then I do stuff on the weekends with Fox sports radio and uh, you can follow along uh, on Twitter at the Jonas Knox. Uh, and if you don't want to follow along on Twitter and don't follow me, I don't care. I don't have a blue check Mark and I don't want one Twitter can kiss my ass. As far as I'm concerned, I don't, I don't need a blue check Mark. I'm not like some people on this show who've got a blue check Mark. Uh, I don't need any of that stuff. Uh, I just mm-hmm. go ahead and, uh, and I roll on Twitter when, when need be. And if you want to follow along, that's cool. And if not, who cares? That's the way I look at it. The leader, in, the leader in, in, in uh, bizarre sports polls and getting hate tweets sent to him on Friday night so as well. Fun. Jonas Knox. It's so much fun. You, you it's have so a tendency. I, I want people to know for people who haven't been around LA, this guy has the best way to piss off Lakers fans. And I don't, That's I don't fun, understand man. your powers, but it happens. It's fun. I Twitter's professional wrestling. The sooner people realize that, it's a giant professional wrestling organization. The sooner people are all going to be happier with their lives. People get too worked up about stuff. And so I'll throw things out there uh, that, that, you know, agitate a little bit. It's fun. It's fun to do. And for whatever reason, people take it and take it serious. Not my problem. I don't know. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, if you so want to be one of the people to... that agitate yeah. Jonas Knox or gets agitated by <laughs> Jonas Knox, make sure you follow him at the Jonas Knox. Uh, you got something, Chris, before we yeah, sign I just wanna, off Yeah, I just want to congratulate us. We got through, I don't know, like 40, 50 minutes of this podcast without mentioning once about the Michigan Panthers and the return of the USFL. We have not delved down to that depth yet. We have not made the jokes about the better team coming to Michigan or nothing like that. No, we're not talking about, I'm not there yet. I may be wearing the Michigan Panthers shirt, but I am not ready to return to the USFL just yet. Well, there you go. Maybe, maybe we'll just save that for the larger podcast after the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Postseason, postseason <laughs> podcast. Michigan Thank Panthers you. preview. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope you have a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the football game. We'll probably have some sort of short thing right after the game. Uh, we haven't really decided on that because obviously it's a holiday for us too. Uh, yeah. But until then, enjoy the game. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Jonas for joining us. It's chaos, everybody. Be kind. Bye.